Hi, I'm Leanna. And I'm Nikki. And in today's episode, we're talking about COVID fatigue. So, or pandemic fatigue. Corona fatigue. <laughs> we're we're tired. fatigue. <laughs> we're tired of it all. <laughs> um, yeah, so as we're recording this, we're into December. There's, you know, talk of... of vaccines coming but you know by the time they're practical you know in a practical way delivered could be well into 2021 so in the meantime we're in the midst of a second wave where we are there's talk in certain places of a third wave and we're just noticing yeah and we're noticing people have had enough have it, it seems like there's not a willingness, uh, not a, a community spirit to limit ourselves um, anymore. I know in the second wave here, where we are located, um, in the first in the first wave, let's say, um, restaurants were shut down, uh, movie theaters were shut down, hairdressers were shut down, gyms were shut down. Um, now in the second wave, they were open for a while, but now some gyms and activities um, are shut down. Others are restricted, um, but you can still get your haircut. You can still go to the grocery store. Um, there's still dine-in and restaurants. Um, so in certain ways, it's not as restrictive uh, as the first go around, but there's not an appetite for it. There's a real resistance um, to following the recommendations this time. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to acknowledge people who are, Yeah, I don't think, um, I don't think that everyone is just rebelling. And I think even people who are tired are trying, but the yeah. social aspect, your support network, socially I think people or the people that I have talked to just seem done yeah I would agree with that and I'm also seeing just out there in the world um just a little bit more grumpiness I I just I've been in you know as a customer in certain grocery stores or certain businesses for as long as I can remember um and there's just a different mood. There's a different way people are talking to each other. Um, there's kind of a, um, what I'm seeing is a sense of entitlement a little bit. Like I shouldn't have to wait here. I shouldn't, you know, be told what to do. Um, I can't believe you're out of that item. What am I going to do? And I think it just speaks to how frazzled and like you say, done people are. I don't think people are trying to be rude in all honesty. I think it's a venting or a, uh, you know, like a, as if we're pressure cooker pots and it's that steam release valve, it needs to go somewhere. The frustration needs to go somewhere. Yeah. And that's where it's going. I don't, I don't think people are inherently mean or have changed, but although I would say it might feel like you've changed, right? Like we might feel grumpier. <clears throat> yeah. Or tired or unmotivated or. Yeah. And when you don't feel like yourself, when you just don't feel like yourself, when you feel reactionary, when you feel irritated, when you're living in a, in a different 
mood that then is your normal home base. Um, you notice that and you can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah. And I would go as far as to say, and then that just adds to what you're already feeling. Now you feel frustrated that you don't feel like yourself. Right. And I mean, we've talked about this before, but a sense of control, right? So if you can't figure out what's going on, if you just feel off, you don't know how to change it. The, you don't have control over your social activities, your, um, you know, you got to wear a mask out, like you're being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it can feel like there's not much in your world that you even feel comfortable in, have control over. Um, so I, I get the being done. I get the lashing out. I get the, um, being done and just throwing your hands up. Um, I get trying to bend the rules. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in my own, in my own family, you know, like the, the guidelines were don't socialize with people outside your household, but further down in the guidelines, further down in the conversation was, well, yes, you know, there's, there's grandparents that, um, do childcare for, for children. So that can be considered in your bubble because that's part of your regular care. And then I know that my child's grandparents are like, okay, well, we're allowed to see our grandchild. Well, it's not really a social thing. It's, you know, are you picking her up from school? Is it necessary as part of the household as childcare? Um, so there's some bending and some free interpretations (laughs) of, of lots of things. Absolutely. And, and looking towards Christmas where we've come from a place where we feel like we gave up, you know, gave up some socializing in the spring, gave up, um, normalcy. Well, financial stability, social networks, all kinds of things. It seemed things opened back up again, I think, or at least for me personally, it's, I sort of felt like, okay, I can go back to my life with caution now. Right. I can wear a mask, but I can do my things. I might not go to the theater. I might not go to a big New Year's Eve party, but I can see a few friends. That felt like I could, I could withstand that. Yeah. I could keep moving forward with that. And now that has needed to shrink again. Yeah. Some places are now closed that were open. Now just socialize with the people in your household. Um, yeah, there's, yeah. 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 There was almost like we felt like in a way we had conquered or slayed the dragon. Mm. We were rewarded with more connection. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, we crave connection. Um, and perhaps the, the computer connection, while it was a nice consolation prize, it wasn't the, the greatest. <laughs> it was also novel in the spring. Right. It's not novel anymore. Yeah. We've done it. We've moved everything online. Yeah. But it doesn't have that newness. Yeah. And I think they've always have been, from what I've heard, internationally. I tune into different news and broadcasts and conversations. I think we always knew there was going to be a second or third or so on waves. And yet after that first one, I f- there was a sense we're done. We did. Yeah. 
yeah, we did it. We were really good. Our numbers were low. We did it. And there's not even a sense, I don't think, or it's small, that it's like, oh, we can do that again. Like, see how well that worked? Like, we did it and we got through it. We can do that again so that we can save our healthcare workers so that there's capacity in hospitals. Like sometimes we forget too, it's not just COVID. If somebody has a heart attack, you know, they need that space. They need those doctors. They need that care, the beds, um, they need the equipment. So, you know, you're doing this for a lot of, of reasons, but there's no appetite. I don't feel like, like there's not even a, um, you know, sometimes like, if it's like, oh, I did that workout and it felt so good afterwards. And maybe I don't want it, you know, I'm feeling a little sluggish today, but oh yeah, I want that feeling again. So I'm going to go for it again. Or I figured out that math problem, you know, when you're a teenager in math class and it's like, I can do another, I got through that. Yeah. Um, I'm not feeling that. I'm not hearing that. I'm not sensing that around us that, okay, we did it once. Yay. We know what to do. We can do this again. It's like, heck no, I'm waving the white flag. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I wonder why that is. Why are we not encouraged by seeing that it was capable? We are capable. We did it. Yeah. I know for my part too, like, um, homeschooling was challenging. Um, my child just didn't want those lessons um, or help from their parents. They wanted it from the teacher. Um, so I already, when we got through the first wave, I was already thinking, I hope there isn't a second wave. I hope we're not back in this position again. So maybe it's kind of like, I mean, I don't want to over dramatize it or, or make an equivalency here, but maybe it's kind of like in a sense war or something like that. And it's like, well, yeah, we got through it. It doesn't mean I want to, or can do it again. It took all of my mental resources and I don't have confidence that I have those resources again. They, they weren't replenished. There hasn't been enough time to replenish. I can't, I knew what that took and took away from me and how it was in those months. It's still fresh. I'm not ready to face it again. I think you really maybe touched on something when you said there wasn't enough time to replenish. Yeah. We did it well, um, but maybe, yeah, we didn't rebuild those resources, refill the cup. Yeah. There wasn't enough time. Because on one hand, um, we, we might need to brainstorm or really self-reflect or something. I mean, you know, we're on Vancouver Island in BC. BC's numbers are increasing. They have put new restrictions in place. So whether we like it, whether we follow it or not is one thing, but it's happening. Right. Yeah. Things are needing to close down a little bit again. So, yeah, I'm still being pulled to the idea. Um, I I know many people, clients, friends, family, who've been through something really impactful and really scary, let's say, like, I'm I'm talking about um, maybe growing up in an abusive household or um, being 
robbed or burgled, um, those types of things. Yeah. And we don't say to ourselves after that, I would like to face that again, or I have the ability, like, usually we're running from that. Right. We're running from the fear of that. We're, um, and as human beings too, we go towards pleasure and away from pain. And so those are painful episodes that we, yes, we may have had some skills from that, but we don't necessarily want to face that again. It was traumatic. It was too much. And so I'm wondering if COVID has been more traumatic than we've recognized or that we've talked about. Yeah, I like that. And, and I too about the time again, like we didn't have time to really understand how it was affecting us. Yeah, we're still in it. We're still in it. If we think about a boat in the middle of the ocean in a storm, there might be a little less wind. We might have had a reprieve. We're not we're not back to dry land. Right, right. We're, you know, we know that there's still a journey ahead of us to get back to kind of safety, let's say. Um, so yes, there might be a little bit, or maybe there was calm waters, but it didn't, it didn't allow us to put our guard down. And so if we're still running on that, um, sometimes oftentimes we get anxiety as, as a mental way, our subconscious minds think that that's a way to prepare us or to be ready or to be alert or to handle problems. And so it keeps us in that anxiety and that's fatiguing too. Um, sometimes, but not always a high level of constant anxiety and the fatigue that goes along with that can transfer into depression as well, where mm -hmm. it kind of feels hopeless. Um, and so those are very real things that are happening out of COVID. I, yeah, I would say COVID, uh, the, the, the paradox of it, or the, I'm thinking of a word and I don't want to say it because <laughs> it, it would be explicit and we would need a beep, but the, the mind beep of Corona <laughs> is that it kind of felt so normal. We were doing everyday things. We were trying to carry on with our lives. We're trying to go to school. We're trying to go to work. We're trying to connect. And yet I think it was um, almost like an assault on us. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to think of it that way because in some aspects it was kind of normal. Mm. You know, we didn't have to run to a bunker. We didn't, you know, we still had our normal everyday lives and yet it was so significantly impactful um, in a frightening way. And we didn't go around with being scared necessarily, right? We might've been concerned. We might've been worried. We might've been uncertain, but I think all of those come from a place of fear deeper down that probably wasn't acknowledged. This was a scary experience. Right. And you could still go outside and you could go for a walk and yeah. Well, that's, that's really interesting for me because I'm just thinking of, you know, compared to other global, global events that, like you said, seem more overt, it's obvious. Yeah. When a tank rolls down the street, 
or there are armed guards on the street 24 seven. It's you have very- to sleep with your family in the London underground, right? You have to go into the tubes. Right. Yeah. Um, and even a, a virus in general, you can't see. Right. You don't know who has it. Like, right. even if we're not always, but if we're thinking about war, you know, sometimes you can see the other side, you can see the dangerous people, you can see the tanks, you can see the different uniforms. Um, this you can't see, you don't even know if it's in your neighborhood, you don't know if it's in your grocery store, you don't, you know, because mm-hmm. even when we hear the numbers, you hear it for your general town, or region, you, you don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's interesting. I think it really Oh, the words I'm thinking of are messed or played and neither of those really does the trick, but it it messed or played with our minds. Um a lot. And I think it's important to say that it's important to say that we don't actually know the impacts of this yet. I I think that's really fair to say. And there are some impacts that are, are starting to show itself. I mean, we know that overdoses Mm. quite terrible through the pandemic and retirement homes and care facilities have been domestic violence. We've seen some key situations. So, so, so how do we, either how do we address that? How do we continue to manage in the best way we can moving forward? Like you said, we're still in the boat in the middle of the waters. So if we're tired and worried and not our best selves now. I wonder, and I don't know, I wonder if as much as we can, um, so I've seen some memes, you know, going around on social media that you're not losing things, you're caring for a community, you're doing your part as a team. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if we remind ourselves of the positivity I, I don't mean the good things coming out of this. That's another, we, we did an episode actually about um, the pandemic and hope and good things and positivity. I'm just saying, reframing it in terms of a more positive goal. I am doing this as my part to keep our healthcare safe. I am doing this so that we can bend the curve so that we can keep working and going to school Um, instead of I don't know but it's a really valid concern I hope we still get Christmas I hope we still connect like I think that's the place where most people are coming from right and it's valid and it's real um, and it's needed that's that's the concern right I've given up so much already I know how much these connections and these traditions mean to me. I don't want to have to give that up. So I wonder if just in the way we frame it for ourselves, okay, I'm doing this so we have a chance at Christmas. I'm doing this to help each other. I can, here's something I can control. I can put a mask on and I know it helps the people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Well, so interestingly, here's where what you're saying takes me right back to things that we said in our other pandemic episodes with the pandemic hasn't actually, I shouldn't say that. It's not that it hasn't actually affected things, but it has shone a light on things that were already there. Mm, yes. So me, you're talking about like an I versus a we perspective frame of mm. mind. And I, I would agree that I think the we is where we need to go to feel like we have community and have connection and that there is purpose in this. It does have to be more of a we. But we <laughs> don't, or we have not been living that way. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit of a I society. Yeah. Well, and it makes me think too, that if we are able to make a little bit of a mental shift that way, or reframing for ourselves that, you know, it seems to me what people have learned through the pandemic has is how important connection is. Mm-hmm. And how phone calls and computers and things are great. That's a great way to do it when we don't have the other methods, but how much we really value the in-person, the hugs, the, the seeing the face, the feeling, the energy, the being in the same space Mm -hmm. as the people we care about. So I wonder if, if we are able to think of ourselves as a team, as a collective, using the word we, if that provides some of that connection, just a little bit, a fraction of it back to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm seeing that's the part where we really have placed a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Um, missing, missing our loved ones in long-term care that we haven't been able to access. Um, you know, we've heard stories of people having to say goodbye in hospitals over a tablet or a screen or having a nurse hold a phone. Yeah. Um, so there is, it's that human connection. It's the connection with the ones we care about that seems to be the most impactful. And so if we think of ourselves as a team, as those people being out there, um, I remember when, when I first had my child um, and any, any mom will know that being a new mom is, is tricky and being up in the middle of the night and getting the nursing down and um, struggling, you know, in those first few days and weeks. And a friend said to me, you know, you know, would it help to look out your window? And, and I said, oh, and see the stars and everything. She said, no, just know that there's other moms looking out their windows right now too. Um, going through the same thing and you're you're not alone all over the world there's millions of moms looking out their windows and struggling with it as well Mm -hmm. and I was like oh yeah and and honestly I didn't know if that was a comfort or if I thought oh no we're all in this (laughs) kind of struggling situation yeah but with a little bit of distance actually and when things started to flow a little bit more when we got into the to the flow um I did. I felt that community. I was like, oh, now I belong to a a club actually. (laughs) Right. There's there's a certain club or tribe or group on earth that knows what this is about. Mm -hmm. 
And so just kind of going back to that idea of we, I wonder if we start talking in we's, if that automatically brings us into a collective that knows what we're going through. And a pretty powerful one because it's a global collective. Yeah, I don't think there's been anything like this in history. I I guess there was the Spanish flu, right? But uh, I'm even thinking wars, even world wars. I mean, it didn't include, I mean, I guess that would be pretty close. There hasn't been a lot of global connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly not in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, So while we're missing that unique one-on-one connection with with our cherished few we are part of a big collective I think that really wants to get through this there's not one person in their boats out there that doesn't want to make it back to land right yeah so can we tap into that can we does that start with just by recognizing that just by saying that Oh yeah. Hey, that is true. Maybe there's even an image that goes along with that for people. So when we create imagery or an idea around things, it's easier to tap into the feelings that go along with that. They all kind of get grouped together in a nice little network. So, you know, is there an image of a global collective or of connection? Maybe all these, you know, you see, um, I'm thinking of like flight paths, right? You see on the maps of like um, on the airplane magazines where um, all the flights go and all the little connections and everything. And I, you know, do we think of that, you know, belonging to that? Like we're one of those dots on the map or. um, Right. Your boat image, because I can imagine a bunch of tiny boats and we're all in our own boat. We have our own boat. and sometimes some boats are going to need a tow. Yeah, some are leaky. Some, some are. I mean, and to be some are beautiful. Yeah. Some are not, and they don't look like my boat at all. That's right. Really comfy, cozy on their boat. I mean, there are there are those boats out there. Yep. Um. But I like I like that image. I can imagine even if I you know have all different kinds of boats and we're all out on the water and we're all trying to get back to shore. And what I kind of like too, is that you might end up on a different shore point. Maybe this storm put you somewhere else. Like I'm kind of liking the idea that I end up in Hawaii. (laughs) Maybe my boat lands somewhere tropical. (laughs) Um, But if you take the bigger symbolism of that, you know, maybe your loved ones and you end up in a new place like maybe it's the people you bring with you but maybe you don't quite end up where you were before and maybe it's even better yeah yeah or maybe as we rebuild rebuild community whatever that means right the actual literal houses or our connections with our community um, we have a chance there we have an opportunity there to um build things a little differently based on what we learned out there in the storm. Mm -hmm. What's important to us? (laughs) Um, 
helping out those those people whose boats are leaky. Yeah. And recognizing that we all have the same goal. Each and every one of us, we're actually not that different. We care about making it back to shore and that our loved ones do. I think that's like, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. all we want. So we're really not that different from anybody across the world or down the street. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I don't know if any of this helps with COVID fatigue. I think we're tired of turning on TV and hearing about it. Um, if you consciously decide to turn off whatever device and not look at it, then then there's a friend, and I'm that friend usually, who's like, did you hear the, <laughs> the thing? Like, there's really no escaping it. When you do go out, you have to have your mask on. Like, there's no pretending... It's not there, I guess, unless you're in a walk in the woods. Right. Um, I also think it's an, there's something, I find a conversation like this more valuable or helpful to me than turning on the news. Mm. If I'm going to spend the next hour on COVID anyway. Yeah. I think I can choose like how. Right. That makes sense. Like, yeah. because it is part of my world I am trying to adjust I am trying to make sense of it and figure out maybe even just figure out my feelings how am I feeling about it but this to me feels more grounded and useful and valuable yeah and I'm not saying never listen to the news or don't know what the new guidelines are but it certainly I think can be an enticing trap Mm -hmm. to that news and then you're not well, and we've talked about the media before. We haven't dedicated an episode to it, which I think we could, but um, just the idea that there are certain principles behind the media ga- grabbing attention. Also with the 24-hour news cycle and news networks, now they repeat a lot of news, um, which can seem like it's new news, um, but they've repeated, yeah. yeah. Every 10 minutes or so, they're repeating the same um, thing. So one of the ways just to bypass that is if you have local news, be that a paper or a newscast or a radio station or something like that, they tend to do more diverse topics. Um, they tend to do the, um, things out of interest, right? Like the human interest stories. Right. Yeah. Um, They tend to focus on like what else is happening in the community. Right. So, um, if you are still looking for some news, try, try local. Yeah. To bypass that kind of sensational. I mean, it's still there. It's they, they want to grab people's attention. Um, but that sensational and on repeat, um, tends to be the more national or international things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, in, in this moment, just talking with you has sort of been, I'm just feeling a bit of a shift. Like I've been, oh, I don't want to always talk about COVID or stay focused on COVID. But it's such a big part of life right now. Yeah. I think it's okay if the focus is there, but it's how the focus is there. Right. I, I think in us um, deciding on this topic today, because we always kind of say, you know, what do we want to talk about? 
it, it's on people's minds because we're heading into Christmas. And I think people, the big thought is what's Christmas going to look like? Mm-hmm. And the underlying message there is I don't want change. I can't handle one more change. This needs to be how I know it. So I have a touch point. So I have something to hold on to. And the idea that it might not be. Yeah. Um, so it's on people's minds, like, like, like you're saying, but it's, how do we look at that? Right. So if you're having those thoughts or concerns, yeah, you're, you're not alone, but I wonder if there can be a tiny shift going back to a ship analogy. Um, they say that, you know, when you're changing, steering a ship, it only happens a couple of degrees at a time, right? It's not a you don't crank the wheel on a big freighter and, and do a hard left yeah. to slowly do it. So that might be the case with how we look at COVID. But if you're hearing this conversation and you're a little bit more aware that you're not alone or that these thoughts are happening for everybody, then you can start to do those couple of degrees of shift. Okay, well, maybe I incorporate we, maybe I think of the greater purpose mm-hmm. of this. Um, maybe I think of how fast this year went. And so if they're saying that maybe vaccines are going to be ready spring, summer, fall. Um, so ready is one thing, but also deploying them and getting them to people is another. So if they're saying that, like, um, you know, we might be vaccinated by next fall. Okay. Well, this year went actually pretty quick. Mm -hmm. If I think of when they announced kind of COVID February, March, and I think to Halloween, or I think to now, like that actually went pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. Before I know it, fall of 2021 will be here. Mm -hmm. And the little shifts of, you know, the person who's grumpy in the store trying not to get entangled in that. Yeah. Or retweeting about that or posting on Facebook about that. That is such a good point more energy right because if you go home and go I just was behind a so-and-so in line and I can't believe the yeah I'm guilty of that right then you've just given it more more attention more um exposure right right yeah maybe if all it was was a vent if it was somebody releasing their pressure valve then let it be that moment yeah yeah and see it is that and if I and on the flip side, really, I, I can sense that if I didn't behave in a way that I liked, I, would, I wouldn't want people to be retelling the story over and over again. Or like, have know me and I might not be named, but it's like, oh, now my one moment where I, you know. Wasn't kind of, at my best. Well, yeah, is, yeah, living on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it becomes your identifier. I saw a woman in the store and she was so grumpy and she was asking for her money back and she didn't have time to wait. And I can't believe, well, now that's, yeah, like you said, people might not know you or who you are, but now that's what you're known for. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather it just be, I, I had a moment where it got to me and I lost my cool. Yeah. Yeah which 
you know, whether it happens at home or out in public, I think we're all having those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, there's, a, there's another thread, you know, just giving ourselves a bit of permission. Yeah. That comes up in our conversations a lot, but um, yeah, give yourself permission to talk about COVID, give yourself permission to feel or at a loss or unhappy with the new guidelines give yourself permission not to be at your best yeah and I think too um sometimes I say to people even though something affects us personally it doesn't mean it's personal so if somebody is shouting at you or cutting you off in the parking lot if these new rules affect you personally and they feel like they're just too much, I would say, try to remember that that wasn't the intention that they were given with. Right. So the person cutting you off, it could be their pressure release. It doesn't mean you did a bad thing or you weren't paying attention, you know, um, or we all do that, you know, like it, it's being magnified. Right. So maybe you did, Maybe that person cut you off and you weren't paying attention or something, right? We're all allowed mistakes. So it's just that when things feel personal, it can feel like an attack. Yeah. But just reminding ourselves that that's not the intention that these things are coming with. It's, I mean, even in the Christmas season without COVID, right? (laughs) We'd hear stories about Costco parking lots and um, people fighting over Tickle Me Elmo's back in the day and yeah um playstations and i'm dating myself so i don't know what the new thing is that they're fighting over but right and again that's not about you it's about wanting to provide whatever for their child for christmas it's about the 20 things they have on their to-do list and you know that parking spot was what i needed <laughs> to achieve this so it's not even though it impacts us personally and we're we're wearing the brunt sometimes of people's lashing out it's not really about us it's not really coming from a place towards specifically you right it's coming from I'm really mad at what's going on for me right now and you're going to hear about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I'm going to make it about you right So just that reminder as well, just when you, if you're on the receiving end of some hostility, um, I'm not saying you have to take it however you want to deal with it, but just a reminder that it's really not about you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just think of us in those boats again, we're all trying our best. We all want to beat this thing. We all want to get to dry land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good, just a good perspective to return to. Yeah. And just incorporating that word, we again, we're part of that. It's not that person over there having a fit. We're all going through this. Mm-hmm. And they just had their moment where every, you know, where I saw it. Right. Yeah. But we're all, we're all tired of this silly beast. It's not silly, but this stupid, silly, maddening 
beast of COVID. So, yeah, yeah where we leave it. <laughs> yeah, to end our podcast and not to be, yeah, afraid to talk about it in a meaningful way for you. Yeah. You know, with someone close to you or with someone who you feel understands you that is safe. Um, and that's a, that's a pressure valve right there, right? Yeah. Kind of released it, giving yourself some more space. And I think too, once you've done that, change focus. Like whether that's thinking of COVID in a different way, whether that's going out for a walk, whether that's putting on some music or something. So once you've had that acknowledgement or perhaps that connection or validation, it's okay to leave it. Yep. Yep. It's okay to change focus and do something else, something that brings you joy. Yep. Yep. Because that is how you take care of yourself in the long term. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of moving. Mm, yes. Yeah. We won't go there today, but there's lots of science behind that. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome one. Yeah. And, and if for whatever reason you feel like you, you know, that a gym isn't accessible to you or nature isn't accessible to you, or even a walk down the street isn't accessible to you. Um, shaking your hands, doing a little seat dancing. Yeah. Um, any movement. Yeah. Any movement is valuable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Shake it off. Literally. Shake it off. Right. There's a reason why that song resonated. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Shake it off. Yeah. So thank you. And um, if you have any comments or questions about COVID fatigue, we'd love to hear them. And if you have any ideas for future sessions um, that you'd like us to talk about future episodes, um, please let us know. You can email us at lianaandnikki at gmail.com. That's L-I-A-N-A-A-N-D-N-I-K-I at gmail.com. Thanks for listening in. I said session because I'm in hypno mode. <laughs> <laughs>